The world needs hope now more than ever. Welcome to the Exalted Podcast, where every week I will bring you messages of hope, health, and healing. I want you to be unapologetic about your faith, your success, your health, and the miracles that God is doing in your life. I am your host, Jen Beyer. My mission is to equip you in your faith so well that you are able to be a hope dealer in your communities while being as generous as possible with your time, your money, and the talents the Lord has blessed you with. This podcast is sponsored by Exalted Health, where we are ending the war on women hating their bodies. Welcome back to the Exalted Podcast. I'm here with a solo episode, um, which I haven't done in a while, so I'm just excited to share with you. Today, we're going to talk about healing because I have seen so many incredible healings over the last few months, and I just feel like the Lord's doing something here, right? So with my clients, you know, we're we're zeroing in on the specific area of how women relate to their bodies, and we're removing the lies that people have believed and replacing them with what the Lord says. So for instance, let me give you an example. Um, I have one client um, who struggled with um, binge eating for many, many years um, since she was a young girl and something was said over her to the effects of, well, you're just fat and you're never going to be healthy unless you get on fat. And so this person's um, parent parental unit, um, I'm trying to give her some sense of amenity here, but um, uh, control their food. So for years, she, all of her food was controlled. And of course, this parent thought that they were doing something really good. They thought that they were taking care of their child. um, And instead, what was happening is a lie was starting to happen where this child wanted to take back control of the food because they didn't want to feel like they were starving. They wanted to be in control. And so they would hide food, they would binge food, and it create a lifelong habit. So the enemy sneaks in here and perverts truth with uh, his his version. And now this poor woman has struggled with binge eating for 40 plus years. And so, of course, then she's got kind of all kinds of ailments in her body. She's not happy in her body. She feels like she's carrying extra weight. and it's this vicious cycle because then when she tries to diet and take control of her health and limit portions, it's almost like panic sets in and she again feels like she's starving. And so then she gets tired of starving herself. She starts binge eating again and the vicious cycle continues. She continues to put on extra weight and continues to be more and more unhappy in her body And can any of you relate to this? And maybe your story isn't that extreme to where you were weighed in front of a whole classroom full of students and told that you were fat. Um, But my story is very similar. If you've heard me talk about mine, um, I was made fun of in gym class when I was 12 years old by a bunch of boys and told that I was fat because we were in swimsuits because we were in the pool. And that set the tone for how I related to my body for the next 30 plus years and created these awful cycles of trying to be small enough that I was good enough. And then when even I, when I was small, even when I did crack that code, terrified that I would lose it. And none of that 
is God's plan for us. But I think on the other side, some people get confused when I say that we're going to invite God into our relationship with food and we're going to take away all the food rules because then they're terrified they're going to gain all this weight. And sometimes that can happen temporarily, but it's it's undoing years of vicious and awful cycles. And so I'm just going to give you permission to not be afraid of that, that the God God's going to do what he's going to do. So there's also this whole movement of people that is standing up to all the fat shaming that is happening, which is good, but there's a whole movement called healthy at every size, which I absolutely do not agree with. And there's all kinds of ailments that happen within the body when you're carrying extra weight and just uncomfortableness, just being unhealthy, walking upstairs, joints are hurting. Like I have been just I have been so many different sizes over the years, and I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt that my body moves and feels better without a ton of extra weight on it. And I'm not, but I also don't feel good when I'm starving myself into that, you know, ideal size that you think you're going to arrive at and all your problems are going to go away because I also didn't feel happy there. And so what I'm doing on this journey is just leaning in to what the Lord has for me and taking it day by day. Uh, I've still had ups and downs in my health. You know, my dad passed away last spring and my health has been a challenge since then. I have had different levels of healing from the Lord, but there's also been a tremendous amount of stress that I haven't dealt with. Um, I thought I had, but I think grief, there's lots and lots and lots of layers to grief. And so it was like I dealt with some things and thought I could move forward. And the Lord's been making it really, really clear lately that there's still more there and I need to slow down and deal with that. So I'm going to do that. Um, So we're going to talk about healing all the things. Um, My area, like I stated before, is removing those lies that women are believing that's shaping behaviors, whether it's binge eating, whether it's, um, you know, being obsessed with diet culture and everything that you put in your body, obsessed with your gene size, no matter what it is. The Lord wants to heal that and not to go to either extreme of I can eat whatever I want and gain as much weight as I want and be healthy at every size. I don't believe that that's God's truth, but I also don't believe that the other end of the spectrum where starving yourself and having all these diet culture rules and just living in this state of striving to be good enough in your body is also God's plan for us. And it's somewhere in the middle. So there's no formula for it. And like most things with no formula, it's just a literal day-by-day walk with God and walk on this journey of just continually checking in with him, which we should be doing about every area of our life, but it can get a little bit overwhelming. And so some questions uh, that I often are asking myself in my day-to-day, I'm just going to share a couple of those with you. Lord, what does healthy look like for me today? Lord, what areas of my life or my am I not honoring you with my choices? And typically I'm relating to um, food choices or how I'm moving or not moving my body because I'm not perfect in those things. And Lord, what like what 
do you want me to focus on today? And when I ask that question, I'm asking it through the frame of in relationship to my health, right? And these are just great questions to ask in any context. Of course, I'm relating to the body because this has been an area that I've had to be super mindful about in my walk with God, in my walk with healing. And I still have health struggles. The Lord's given me many layers of healing and I'm not fully healed yet. But in that, I want to share a couple of testimonies that I have literally seen happen. Um, I have been there for several of these, and I'm sure the Lord will bring more to my mind um, in a few minutes here. But uh, a girlfriend of mine, we were traveling together just last week, and we were out in Redding, California, at Bethel Church. And I know that I know Bethel's super controversial. I'm not. I have heard all the things, but I also know that the presence of the Lord is there. And that's what I'm looking for, is the presence of the Lord. I'm looking for the things that he is doing. You know, scripture tells us he forgives all my sins and he heals all my diseases. It doesn't just say all my, some of my diseases. It doesn't just say the righteous's diseases. It says all my diseases. And that's from Psalm 103.3. James 5.16, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of the righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. And then, of course, pretty much the New Testament is just a testimony of Jesus healing. So I believe Jesus is still healing. I have seen Jesus heal. I have seen miracle after miracle after miracle as I've been taking this walk with the Lord. And I'm not stopping. I don't care how controversial it is. I've seen the Lord working and I know the presence of God and I know what that feels like. So back to my story. I was with my friend in Reading and she had had surgery on her foot just a couple weeks before. She broke it in several different places and she'd had screws and plates and I don't even know. She had a big boot on and she's walking with crutches on the way to Reading. So she needs a wheelchair as we're going through the airport. And I knew she was going to be healed. Like I had the faith to see her healed. And so did several other people. But this person had never been in an environment of healing before. So she didn't even have the concept for it. And we get out there. And when you get to Bethel, you can sign up to go into the healing rooms and get prayed for by people who are very gifted at carrying the healing anointing. And just to be totally clear, the Lord is the healer. The people don't matter, but some people do carry an affinity uh, for healing more. And it usually has something to do with something that the Lord's blessed them with, a gift the Lord's given them, but they also have the faith for it and have to be walking that out. Okay. So anyway, uh, somebody in the the room gets a word of knowledge that the Lord is healing metal and she starts to feel something happen in her foot. And at this point, she's only a couple of weeks out from surgery. So she's still in a lot of pain. Like healing takes time when you've had a major surgery and when you've had metal put in your foot. Like I can't even imagine the level of pain she's in. <laughs> and then she gets healed and like she can feel the warmth go through her leg. All of her pain disappears. She takes the boot off. She's hopping up and down and walking around and jumping around. And she's like, oh my gosh, it's healed. It's like, it got healed. And so of course we're all celebrating and 
She's never seen anything like this, so she doesn't even know what to do with it. But over the course of the week that we were there, even the scar on her foot like almost completely disappeared. And it was still a very significant scar and in a very significant state of healing. But it was like it started to scab over and just disappear in the time period that we were there. And we were only there less than a week. It was absolutely incredible. So some other stories of healing I've shared. Uh, My friend Rebecca, I've had her on the podcast years ago. She also didn't have a concept for healing, but she had been struggling with sickness for like, I don't know, 14, 15, 16 years. I don't have, if you want to hear her full story, please go back and listen to it. Rebecca Ribnick, she'd been struggling with just awful autoimmune issues and had been faithful to the Lord her whole life, but had never heard of this concept that he still performs miracles in this day and age through other people. And she gets prayed for, she walks through this inner healing session and she's healed in this moment. And this has been like, I don't know, 12 years since she was healed, but her whole life up to that point was sickness, IVs, Uh, barely being out of bed, not functioning as a normal human being. And now this is somebody that I walk and do life with. Like she is a minister. She's a pastor in my school. I see her weekly and she has been 100% healed. And her story gives me so much faith because I have been praying for healing for years. And although I've had layers of healing in with autoimmune issues, I haven't been fully healed yet. But I keep contending from this place because sometimes the Lord does it immediately. Sometimes there's areas of our life we still need to clean up that the Lord wants us to work on. And sometimes we're contending for more than ourselves. And so I don't know what that looks like, but I know that he said that he heals all diseases. And so I keep clinging to that promise because that's what they are when they're in the Bible. They are promises of God. And so I am standing on that promise. Another testimony I have, uh, the pastor at my church, son has autism and they too had been praying for years and years and years. And then they're in the back of the service one time and someone's visiting that they know has this particular anointing. And just to be clear, you do not have to have a healing anointing to pray for healing. You do not have to have that. However, some people do carry an extra affinity for it. I don't, I want that to be super clear that you don't have to carry some special anointing to pray for healing. But sometimes we carry things like the Lord has just given us an assignment. Like we all have a purpose, right? So his son is totally healed of autism and he's now serving within the church and doing all these great things. Like in a moment, that child was healed and he could heal that way and he could heal over time. Okay. Friend Morgan. I witnessed this one. This one was incredible. Just like I witnessed Vicky's, I witnessed Morgan. Morgan was a fellow student in my ministry program. I also had her on the podcast. Go back and listen if you want to hear Morgan Whitney. Uh, she had suffered from just chronic pain for years and years and years. And she too had been prayed for many, many times and had layers of healing, just like I have. And in that moment, she was completely delivered of pain. And it's been over a year and a half now since that happened. And she is completely pain-free. She is completely, she's been able to add all the foods back in that she had to um, have out for years. Like it's, it was amazing. It was incredible. And again, go back and listen to that story. I can put those in the show notes if that's something that you're interested in. The very first time I was in the healing rooms, 
at my ministry school, I prayed for someone who, uh, I prayed for someone who had been in a horrible car accident. He had, um, had multiple surgeries and he was walking with a walker and he came in to be prayed for and he kept saying it was his leg, but I felt really strongly when he came in the room that I needed to pray for his hips immediately. And I prayed for him and in an, in a, in an instant he was healed. And I, I knew that it was the Lord because I knew I was supposed to pray for his hips, not his leg, but I prayed for his hips. His hips came back into alignment. I felt them move underneath my hands. And this man who had walked in with a walker and could barely move, he was barely shuffling, stood up and walked out like he had never had an accident. It was one of the most incredible miracles I have ever seen in my life. And it was extra exciting because I was the one that prayed for him when he got healed. And his story is so fun because he his his daughter's wedding was coming up not long after that. And he didn't even know if he was going to be able to walk her down the aisle. And he sent me pictures uh, a couple weeks later of him not only walking his daughter down the aisle, they did a choreographed dance as they walked down the aisle together as he got to give her away. And it was such an exciting moment for me. Like, I didn't know them. I didn't know them. And I honestly, when I prayed for him, I didn't even know who he was. And I and I found myself questioning, like, Lord, did this really happen? Like, did I really witness that? Because it happened so quickly and he was so excited and he left that to me, it almost seemed like, was that real? Did that really happen? And so I asked the Lord for confirmation that it happened. And several months later, he came back to the healing rooms and was sharing this with me. And I didn't recognize him or anything. And he's like, oh, yeah, my hips got healed after my bad car accident. And I was like, it was you. It was you. And that's right after he had walked his daughter down the aisle or rather danced his daughter down the aisle to this choreographed dance that they did. And it was such an encouragement to me, like, go Jesus, like, go Jesus. And so I continue to try to be faithful, whether it's my clients or it's just friends that I'm in passing with. The other day I was at my women's Bible study and uh, I'm a table leader at that Bible study and me and one of the other table leaders were just kind of waiting around for people to start showing up. And I happened to see this candles in our little, you know, ministry bin. And I was like, oh, that smells good. Vanilla pumpkin. And so I picked it up and I smelled it. And I was like, oh, my goodness, that smells amazing. Pumpkin and vanilla, two of my favorite scents. Like, how delicious. And I gave it to her. And she said, oh, I can't smell. And I'm like, what do you mean you can't smell? And she said, oh, since COVID, it's been like almost a year. I can't smell. And I'm like, oh, we're going to pray for that. So I prayed for her. And I don't know if she had the faith for it or not. I don't know. Like my church is in the habit of praying for miracles, but maybe not in the moment on the spot like that. Maybe usually from from like the stage, the senior pastor. And she was healed, you guys. She was totally healed. She can now smell after almost a year of not being able to smell. And I just want to encourage you today that the Lord cares about all things big and small. And like this is somebody that had been, you know, in the church and she just, didn't have uh, a, a mindset for healing. And I have been learning and walking and growing in this. And I am not criticizing her in any way, shape or form, because a couple of years ago, that would have been me. I would not have known that the Lord was still doing miracles. So she's in the church and she's been in the church for a year 
and no one has offered to pray for her, even though they know people, lots of people know that she can't smell anymore. And again, I am not criticizing anyone. My goal is if we want to look and act and think like Jesus, then we need to be stepping out in faith like Jesus did. Like Jesus never prayed for anybody that wasn't healed. And my goal in life is to look more like Jesus in everything that I do. So I just want to encourage you today uh, to pray for healing. It's not hard. I want to I want to increase your faith for healing. Like literally all you have to say is be healed in Jesus name. Sometimes you have to command the pain to go. Sometimes you have to command some other things to go. I've got a great book that I want to show you here. That is uh, fantastic for praying for healing. It's called Hope, A Practical Guide to Praying for Healing. It's written by my friend Rebecca that I was talking about earlier who has been radically healed. Uh, and it is an incredible resource. She also has a class that she teaches, but this is what I'm walking in. This is whether it's body image stuff, whether it's actual physical issues within the body, it's the Lord's moving. The Lord's moving. And sometimes it takes longer than just that one prayer. Sometimes it takes years. Like I've been in that initial client that I, that I mentioned in the beginning, um, she just got healed of some stomach issues after working together for quite a while. Um, we we delivered her of of some lies that she was believing, and in that moment, the Lord healed her. And so sometimes it takes one. Sometimes it takes faith. Sometimes it takes walking out, just cleaning out things that we're not believing that don't align with the word. But whatever it is, I'm just encouraging you to go after it because He wants you well. Like He wants us healed and whole in spirit, soul, and body. So thank you for listening today. This is, um, I had no idea how this was going to go. I just hopped on here and started talking, but I knew the Lord was on it because he's been, had this on my heart to talk about for several weeks. And I'm sure I have lots more stories of healing that I'm forgetting in this moment because I've just seen him move so radically. Oh, another story. Um, one of the, (laughs) One of the people that I was with in Reading has worn hearing aids for like 12 years and his hearing got totally healed while we were in Reading, like totally healed. I don't know how old he is. I guess he's in his seventies, but he got 100% healed. He can heal. He can hear now without his hearing aids, even in busy areas. So, (coughs) excuse me, whatever the Lord has for you, I just encourage you to lean in. Until next time. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard today, it would mean the world to me if you would take 30 seconds and give me a five-star rating, write a quick review, and subscribe to the podcast. And share it with any of your family or friends that you feel like this episode could bless. It helps get the word out more than you know. Or if you know someone that's a hope dealer and has an incredible story that needs to be shared, go to my website at www.exaltedhealth.com forward slash podcast and fill out the podcast guest form. The world needs these stories of Jesus now more than ever. Or if you have a miracle or testimony of an incredible Jesus moment, you can go to our website and fill out the testimonial page for a chance to get a shout out on the podcast. We'll see you next time.